So if you're hydrating with mass amounts of water and you're trying to drink a gallon of water per day, you are actually dehydrating the body. A lot of people don't know this. They go gung-ho and they get their hydro jug and they're drinking a gallon of water a day and it's just plain water. Welcome to the Holy Well Podcast, where we reclaim hope through holistic health and wellness. I want you to feel empowered to believe in your body. Start making choices that benefit your individual health needs and start to achieve your goals that lead to sustained wellness in mind, body, and spirit. This is a space where we can learn together how to live holy well. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Holy Well Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Jack. Today, we are going to do no bars hold. We're going to jump right into this juicy topic because I feel it's something that everyone struggles with. The problem, though, is when this issue becomes chronic, just like any other health issue. If it becomes chronic, we really need to be looking at the underlying factors of what is driving these issues. Today, this topic is all about fatigue. I just launched a brand new 90-day signature program that is basically a step-by-step in regaining your energy, overcoming chronic fatigue, looking at the root causes of chronic fatigue, but I have so many, especially women, reaching out to me constantly on social media asking, what can I do for better energy? Why am I so tired? Why do I fight anxiety? Um, Because a lot of things can go hand in hand with fatigue. And if we can really look at replenishing certain nutrients in the body and just really replenishing and filling in the gaps of day-to-day life, how we're going about our rhythms and our routines, you would be shocked at how mood can balance out, how we can regain our energy, and we can just feel like we've got enough fuel to get us through the day. It was not that long ago that I remember I would not schedule things because I knew I would have to lay down for at least an hour in the afternoon I did not have enough energy to get through my day. If you've been following me for a while, you know that the last two years has really packed a punch as far as what I have tried to do in my own healing journey. A lot of this was because I got some major dental work and surgery done. I got root canals taken out of my mouth. I got all the metal taken out of my mouth. And a lot of it was because my mouth was holding uh, chronic underlying infections in the gums. And this affects energy as well. And it really wasn't until I got the root canals and the metals out of my mouth that I noticed a massive turn for the better in my energy. That's probably sounds like an extreme case, but it is something that I want to highlight because so many people have had so much dental work done. We're going to go deeper into that issue later on in the episode. I want to really pose the question of asking, why do you feel like you're struggling with your energy? And we're going to take a deep dive into why that may be today, but just asking that bigger question and taking a step back and getting curious about the body and really going, is it really that I just need another cup of coffee or is there something deeper going on? And we're going to go into this, um, all these topics today on the episode. So there isn't really anybody I know that doesn't need more energy. So today I'm going to break down how to gain more energy by integrating a few key strategies and providing your body with an energizing routine. Once you know how good your body can be energy-wise, you will never settle for anything less. 
I know this of myself because I have walked this road and has been a very intense healing journey, but I promise it is worth it. The best part is when you know how good you can feel, you will notice when you wake up slightly tired or something feels off. People always ask, how do you know? Well, I'll tell you, when you really choose to lean into what your body's trying to tell you through symptoms, fatigue is definitely a symptom, and you allow these symptoms to stop being your hindrance, instead you start to allow them to be your compass and get curious, you'll be very, very grateful. And you'll also ask yourself, why did it take this long to look at my body this way? For example, here's a great one. If I don't bounce out of bed for the last couple of days, I haven't, and I'm really starting to grapple with, okay, what changes do I need to make? What am I lacking? Have I been consistent enough in a couple areas of my life? What's going on that I'm not feeling like I'm getting good enough sleep and I don't have sufficient energy or motivation to get through my day? I know when I'm not feeling my best, I want to start looking deeper. And today I kind of want to navigate this episode to allow you to be your own guide in navigating your symptoms and getting curious about what that those might mean. So for example, um, I know I can look to nutritional deficiencies that are happening in my body and I start pulling back and just asking questions like I just alluded to earlier. Am I hydrating enough? Am I getting enough light? Am I moving enough? Am I eating enough? Am I doing enough things that bring me really a great amount of joy? Sometimes it can be as simple as I have forgotten to supplement with beef liver. Beef liver is like one of my favorites for just all around energy, hormonal health, you name it. Or maybe it's my B vitamins are down. So I'm not going to bounce out of bed the same way when I was feeling like I'm closing all the gaps for my nutrition, for my supplementation. And I'll tell you what, when you've been given the gift of leaning into symptoms, just like I said, you will never settle for anything less because it's truly that life-changing and it doesn't have to be that complex. It's just going, hey, you know what? Something is feeling off and being curious. So in the Western model of care, a lot of us naturally are just born into the system of going to the doctor, being prescribed medicine, and that closes the case. The problem is when we are dealing with something chronic, we, I think the human body intuitively will tell us like there is something much deeper going on behind this. And so if you don't have the best energy right now, I want to start digging and change that. So a lot of that's going to be supporting the adrenals, getting them built up, and then asking the best question, why? We we want to know why you are not producing enough energy. And today on this episode, I don't want to bury you in more health jargon. My goal is I want to give you knowledge and application. Oftentimes we hear information like this and we are left going, oh, okay, and now what? Like I've, I know all this information, but how do I actually apply it? If you want more energy, I'm going to break down what takes the cake for you. If you start implementing these things, I think you're going to feel like a totally different person in just 30 days. Like I said earlier, I just launched my new signature 90-day fatigue program, and we go into the depths of chronic fatigue, mood imbalance, sleep, uh, not so optimal, optimal sleep. But today, we are going to kind of take a global perspective of how the body produces energy, why 
your routine may be actually hindering you from the amount of energy that you need and how we are going to overcome that. So first, what is like the knight in shining armor? What is going to just totally turn things around for you? Sleep optimization. If you've been hanging out with me here long enough, you know I am so, so passionate about sleep. I talk about it all the time. A lot of this is my own journey with sleep issues. And it wasn't until I really mastered and honed in on my sleep and how to optimize my sleep that things changed. So I want you to be able to optimize yours too. Everything flows out of sleep. It is the highest or should be on the hierarchy of health. Everything flows out of your sleep or lack thereof. So just getting curious and asking questions. And those questions are going to be, are you going to bed at a decent hour before 10.30 p.m.? A lot of people like to have their own time at night. If you have littles, I get it. I'm there with you too. The problem is if you go to bed past 11 p.m., your cortisol goes up and your melatonin becomes suppressed. And it takes about two hours to undo that, which means you're not falling asleep until around midnight or one. And that's why you're not feeling rested. And then with littles, you're getting up early and it's just not a good situation. If you struggle to do this, you need to start looking at your nighttime routine and pushing some things up. We're going to go into that too. Another question is, are you waking up a lot in the middle of the night? Are you pushing yourself to get out of bed too early? I always, especially for my females, encourage them to sleep as long as they need to because females actually need more sleep. This is a scientifically proven fact. We are more hormonally complex. And depending on where you at, you are at in your hormonal cycle, you may need more sleep. Now, just like I alluded to earlier um, in the beginning, in the intro, if it's become chronic and you feel like you can sleep till like middle of the afternoon, that's an issue. You don't have enough energy. That's something totally different. But I'm just talking about like if you feel like you just need an extra 30 minutes or an hour and you're forcing yourself to get out of bed to go to the gym or do a workout or whatever that may be, I promise all the results that you're looking for in that early morning workout can be found by sleeping longer. You can actually lose weight by optimizing your sleep. You can increase your metabolism, all of that. All that can be found by better sleep. Are you going to bed hungry? This is another one that I'm so passionate. I talk a lot about this on my Instagram is actually eating a bedtime snack. I was just on another podcast where I talked about, I'm not talking about a full-size meal here or a steak or a cheeseburger or anything like that. I'm talking about a good protein, fat, carb ratio that's going to settle the blood sugar and stabilize it. And it's going to tame your cortisol response. So you're not making your adrenals kick in and basically pick up the slack. When this happens and your blood sugar drops too low in the middle of the night, your melatonin becomes suppressed, your cortisol goes up. And that is why you feel in that fight or flight response, or you're getting up to go to pee too much in the middle of the night. This can also be that type of nervous system response, blood sugar dip. And so if you're going to bed hungry, I would encourage you to start integrating a bedtime snack. Now, on the other side of the coin, if you are not tired at night, obviously we need to tweak some things during the day because you should be tired at night. 
just like you should have hunger cues, right? This is kind of an abnormal trend. We want to start trying to intentionally wind down at night. So what are some things that we can do to optimize sleep and start to tell the body it's time to go to bed? We want to take a warm bath with Epsom salts. This is great for magnesium. You want to read a book, put your full blue light blockers on, turn on only red light in your house. And in addition to that, if you're really feeling like, you know what, I just don't know what to do. My sleep is so off. I I can't get a grip on it. A great place to start would be you can download my sleep guide and sleep tracker. The link is in my Instagram bio. This is a free resource I wanted to provide for you guys because there are so many people stuck in this cycle of horrible sleep. And really, if we can look at optimizing the optimizing sleep patterns, you will have insane amounts of energy back in your life, I promise. So do not skimp on sleep. Do not go past the wake window, right? We don't want cortisol going up higher at night. We want melatonin higher and we want cortisol reduced because they work opposite of one another. So if you are doing things to stimulate your brain and your body, your cortisol is naturally going to go up. So we want to do everything that we can to tell the body it's time to rest, it's time to go to bed, it's time to wind down. So if you can even just focus 30 days purely on sleep optimization, getting curious, like if I do this, do I sleep better? And track it. Use old school notepad and pen. Just track your sleep with my sleep tracker and do the things that are on those lists and I promise your sleep is going to get better. So that's step one, sleep optimization should be something that we're talking about all the time of like, how can we improve our sleep for better energy? Number two, we're going kind of more into daytime activity now. You need to stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach. I know intermittent fasting is trendy. I know that this is kind of a controversial statement. I feel It is better to fast in the evenings than it is in the morning because we should be trying to eat our heaviest meal probably no later than 6 or 6.30 p.m. I'm great with a bedtime snack to stabilize blood sugar. But in the morning time, if you have a strong hunger cue, which you should in the mornings, you should stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach. This forces your body to run on stress hormones. It suppresses your appetite. And for many, it can actually increase anxiety. So if you want better energy during the day, we want to stop drinking coffee on an empty stomach. What should we do instead? We should probably eat within 30 minutes to an hour of waking. And this next step is integrated into not drinking coffee on an empty stomach. And that is blood sugar balancing at each meal. A lot of people come and they ask, all these questions about nutrition with me, which is normal. I'm a nutritional therapist. This is literally my paradigm for most every client that I work with, especially if you're a female. And it's really simple. Are you ready for it? It's not complicated and it's super freeing. The only question I ask myself before eating is, is this going to support my blood sugar and balance it? Or is it going to wreck my blood sugar? If it does not support my blood sugar, I don't eat it. A rule of thumb here to accomplish this is simply do not eat naked carbs. 
do not eat carbs by themselves. Don't eat fruit by themselves. No carbs by themselves. This is kind of hard on the blood sugar. I'm not saying the body isn't smart. It can handle sugar in isolation. But if you can support it and you don't want to ride the insulin roller coaster, as I like to call it, the blood sugar roller coaster all day long, stop eating carbs in isolation. Always pair your carbs with a protein or fat, and I promise you're going to feel like a different person. But like I said, this is the paradigm. This is the way that I approach my plate or any type of snack. Is this going to support my blood sugar or is it going to wreck it? I know the repercussions of not supporting my blood sugar are feeling like I am so tired after every meal. I'm always hungry. Well, that's because you're going so high up and then you drop and your body feels like it needs more glucose to come back up again. If you want more stable energy throughout your day, this is the ticket blood sugar balancing meals. And like I said, that's pairing your sugar with a protein and a fat. So this can just look like uh, a steak with some veggies and half a sweet potato, right? That's a really great carb fat protein ratio right there. Number four, general movement. In movement, there is life. There, I read that quote a while ago. It's always stuck with me. I have no idea who said it, but in movement, there is life. Many of us exercise, but we lack enough general movement throughout our day. So what do I mean by just general movement? I mean just going on a walk. I swear people look at me like I have a third eye when they see me outside just going on a walk. I don't know why that's so foreign. Maybe it's because the place I live, it's not like the most walkable, but I aim to go on one to two walks every single day, and I believe everybody should. This regulates the nervous system. You're getting outside. You're in the fresh sun. You're breathing fresh air. You are balancing your blood sugar after meals by walking. You're grounding. You're in nature. All the things, right? We're just, there's no agenda other than you're just walking. It is one of the most underrated forms of exercise, in my opinion, but it's one that everybody should be doing is prioritizing walking. Number five is weights. Not just weights, though. Functional movement and functional exercise. This has to be the biggest game changer for females specifically. Like I've said a million times, I feel like if you hang out with me on Instagram, I am really big on females cutting out the excessive cardio and picking up their weights. Functional training uses exercises that work the core muscles as well as multiple joints. These are known as compound movements. So functional fitness makes you better at everyday life as it engages your nervous system and it targets groups instead of just individual muscles. So if you want to apply exercise and just be like in good shape, feeling like you can live your life and you are not going after a you know, a specific physique goal. Functional fitness has got to be the biggest proponent of just overall health as far as exercise goes. And this is why I'm a fan. It increases your mobility and your flexibility. It strengthens your core. It decreases your risk for injury. It improves your posture and muscle balance, improves motor control, improves movement efficiency, especially from a muscle and fascia perspective. It improves movement efficiency, improves cerebral circulation, improves, um, I'm sorry, decreases joint loading. So this is a better distribution of 
you know, load as far as weights go. It improves just overall circulation throughout the entire body and joint stability. So this type of functional fitness is here to make you feel strong, mobile, and capable of just about anything in your life. So I recommend two to three functional weight workouts per week in addition to general movement. So many people are consumed with like going to the gym, doing their workouts, but they lack general movement. Or you're doing a lot of general movement, but you have no strategic workout accompanying that general movement. We need both. Number six for better energy, increasing this one macronutrient. It's protein. I talk about this all the time too. If there's one macronutrient that pretty much everyone needs more of, it is protein. Protein builds muscle mass and strength. It fuels the body, keeps you satiated longer. It boosts the metabolism with thermogenic effects and so much more. I listened to the most recent episode of Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, and she talks about how aging really starts in our 30s and our muscle and our muscle mass are responsible for either better health or declining health. And the number one that you, number one way we can increase muscle mass and strength is through weight workouts and increasing protein. The amount of females that I work with that are basically skimming by in their protein intake is pretty eye-opening to me and it's it really is not a mystery when I talk to a lot of my females that are like drinking a smoothie in the morning and then they're not even eating until 3 p.m. in the afternoon. I'm like, yeah, no wonder you're tired. A, you're not supporting your blood sugar. B, you're setting up your meal with your first meal being liquid. We don't want that. And then number three is there's hardly any protein in your diet. So if you struggle with this, try to be more intentional by adding additional protein into your day. I understand it's difficult to do, especially if you already struggle with eating enough to begin with. In that venture of trying to eat more calories across the board, make the majority of those more protein. I promise your body will thank you. Your brain will thank you. Your energy levels will thank you. Your muscle mass will thank you. Your recovery will thank you. Your sleep will thank you because it's all compounded, right? Proteins break down into amino acids, and these are huge building blocks for basically every structure in the body. Number seven, hydrating properly. What do I mean by that? We talk. We talked a lot about fueling the adrenal glands. The adrenals need minerals and your body needs minerals to get water into the cells. So if you're hydrating with mass amounts of water and you're trying to drink a gallon of water per day, you are actually dehydrating the body. A lot of people don't know this. They go gung-ho and they get their hydro jug and they're drinking a gallon of water a day and it's just plain water. The problem is tap water is super toxic and we used to drink fresh spring water, and that means that minerals accompanied our water. Now we are so stripped of minerals from our soil and our water. So if you really want to get hydrated, and a big goal of yours is to drink more water, drink it the right way. This can be as simple as um, adding one of your favorite electrolyte sticks to your water, or it can be as simple as adding a pinch of sea salt to your water in the morning and the afternoon and the evening. If you find yourself peeing a lot and you're drinking a lot of water, 
This is your body's symptom and it's its way of telling you, I can't retain this water. And if you're peeing that much, you're actually dehydrating the body. The moment we add minerals to water, this problem goes away. Try it. I promise. I think you're going to love it. Number eight, proper light exposure. I feel like I'm really passionate about all of these, but you know, I think a lot of people laugh at like how enthusiastic I am about light exposure, but it retrains the circadian rhythm. It aids the mitochondria, which is how your cells make enough energy to begin with. It increases neurotransmitter production. It aids the body in producing sufficient levels of vitamin D. It balances hormones. It balances mood. It's the only way you know the difference between night and day. A lot of us spend the majority of our day inside. And so we wonder, gosh, I'm so lethargic. I'm eating great and I'm, you know, I'm hydrating and I'm exercising, but all of that's done inside. Go outside. Just 20 minutes of unfiltered sun one to two times a day, you will be a different person. Plants can't grow without sun. You can't exist without light. It's really that simple. Speaking of light, I'm equally as passionate about red light therapy for energy. Why is that? Red light works by acting on the power plants inside your body. These are called mitochondria. I just mentioned that. With more energy, other cells can actually work more efficiently. So this can look like it repairs skin faster, it boosts cell growth, and it enhances your in skin, wound repair, exercise recovery, mood balance, all of it, you name it. The first thing God created was light. And this is for a very good reason because it aids life in our own body. Our eyes need it for better vision. We need it for better energy. We need it for like cell efficiency and energy at the very basic level of ATP production for the mitochondria. So if you are under a lot of LED exposure during the day, you're working in a cubicle or you're just inside a lot, highly recommend a red light panel and putting that pretty close to you so your body can get some of this natural energy from light. Number 10 is supporting the lymphatic system. What the heck is the lymphatic system? There is a lot of really good information on the internet. You can Google this, but it's basically your immune system's highway. How can we support the lymph system and why? So much of us are stagnant during the day. We lack general movement. We lack proper hydration. So the lymph gets backed up. How can we support that? That can look like dry brushing going on a walk, getting a vibe plate, getting on your kid's trampoline and rebounding. Yes, jumping on the trampoline is probably one of the best ways you can support your lymphatic system. Infrared sauna. Y'all know I'm super passionate about infrared sauna. We have a sunlighting, but I also love Therisage because it's portable and it has a built-in red light. I can link that for you guys in the show notes, but huge fan of the infrared sauna for supporting lymphatic system. And Consuming processed foods, junk food, fast food, sugary drinks, unhealthy fats, refined flour, sugar, all these cause inflammation and create lymphatic system congestion. So one thing you can do is eat more fruits and veggies, especially green vegetables. Chlorophyll purifies the lymph and the blood. So if you're eating healthy organic fats, nuts, seeds, avocados, olive oil, coconut oil, 
ghee and butter. This is another really great way to substitute for toxic fat and support the lymph system. Many of y'all might be struggling with your immune health, and that also goes hand in hand with fatigue. If you are struggling with any type of immune issue, supporting the lymphatic system is going to be the ticket to aiding the immune system to perform better, especially approaching fall and winter and school season and all the things we want to support the lymph system for ourselves, for our kids. And it can be as simple as literally just doing dry brush and then taking a hot bath, or it can be as simple as just going on a walk or like I said, jumping on the trampoline joining your kids after school and letting them get some energy out and jumping on the trampoline. Number 11 is strategic supplementation. What takes the cake for energy across the board? My favorite supplements for this are beef liver, Mother Earth Labs Comprehensive Core. I'll link this for you guys too. B vitamins, methylated B vitamins, glutathione, vitamin C, balanced omega fatty acids, and probiotic-rich foods. I know that foods and supplementation, well, a lot of you guys are probably taking a probiotic, and I'd much rather you eat probiotic-rich foods for microbial diversity and for the microbiome and the gut health. We need a diverse amount of good bacteria in the gut, and the the way that we do this is through eating probiotic-rich foods kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha, um, raw carrot salad, those sorts of things. Fermented foods are a great source of probiotic, being probiotic rich. Number 12, and this is really like the last pillar and we're going to talk about a few more things, is get back in sync with the cycles of nature and seasons. The further we move away from creation, the further we move away from health. So a big way I like to encourage people and encourage my clients to do this is by habit stacking. So not trying to add in in anything additional, especially if you're tired, it's really hard to think that you can do anything else. And this is not the way we're going to win our day by just like, giving you a mass amount of things to do. I actually take a deep dive into this on my episode with my friend Cameo on the podcast a few episodes back. And I have a very thorough example of a daily schedule in my 90-day program, but I tell my clients to set up their day the night before. There are specific items in the program that I encourage them to set bedside for both success in their nighttime and morning routines. However, we can apply the same approach on this episode, and I'm going to give you guys a few things to do with habit stacking for better energy. Like I said, I wanted to provide you with information first and then application. So now we're kind of getting into the application portion of the episode. How do you actually live this out in your day-to-day life is what I love to encourage people to do. So habit stacking is highly successful because of what the name implies. You are stacking instead of adding, which for someone battling chronic fatigue, the idea, like I said, of adding anything extra in is very difficult. And I really want to break down a good daily routine that will energize you by integrating the topics I spoke about above. So 
Imagine yourself, you've woken up in the morning, maybe you're not feeling totally energized, that's okay. One thing that we really want to do is not jump out of bed. We want to wake up and don't reach for our phone. We want to be aware, take a few deep breaths, and set some really good intentions for our day of like maybe just thinking about two or three things that you want to accomplish that morning. We don't want to get distracted by our phones, and we just kind of want to let the body gradually wake up, maybe do some stretching in bed, like I feel like kids do very naturally, but many of us just jump up and start our day like a chicken with our head cut off. So take a moment to kind of get back into your body when you wake up, right? We've been asleep, hopefully, for anywhere between like six to 10 hours. So we want to do the body a favor by just letting it kind of become aware and waking up and letting your brain catch up with your body. You know, going in and maybe starting your coffee. As you're starting your coffee, laying out your supplements for the day. While you're doing that, making a high protein, moderate fat breakfast. This can look like eggs with chicken sausage, half an avocado, and some berries. That's a really great blood sugar stabilizing breakfast. After all those things are done, right? So we're doing things as other things are being done for us. So we started our coffee, our coffee's brewing. We're setting out our supplements, our coffee's still making. We made a breakfast. This takes tops five minutes, right? But so many of us just like don't eat or shove half a banana down our throat and run out the door. That's not going to cut it if you want better energy. As these things are happening, go outside and do the following. Bare feet to the ground, not on concrete, in the grass. And this can look just literally like sitting down with your feet to the ground exposing your eyes to natural light. I'm not telling you to stare into the sun, but I am telling you to go outside with sunglasses. We want to do this for a minimum of like 10 to 15 minutes. Go ahead and habit stack. And instead of going back inside and eating your food, stay outside with your feet to the ground. As you're sipping your coffee, you're eating your breakfast, and you're just having a really nice like nervous system regulating morning. After breakfast, we want to take our supplements, especially beef liver. This is a great comprehensive nature's multivitamin, as I like to call it. After you're done with all these things, go inside, clean up a bit, brush your teeth, wash your face, get ready because we're going on a walk. You want to go on a morning walk for 20 minutes or you can exercise here if it's not too close to like digesting food. Uh, You can journal or you make a list of what you'd like to get accomplished. And then we want to hydrate with minerals in our water, or you can make an adrenal cocktail after your walk. This can be as simple as coconut water, orange juice, collagen, and a pinch of sea salt. By now, a couple hours has gone by. We're probably getting hungry, so we want to eat some lunch. After lunch, I always like to say this is the time for supporting the lymph system. We've eaten two meals. We want to nourish our digestion. We want the lymph system, you know, actively working on our behalf. So you can do a quick red light session here or a sauna session. You can uh, go on another walk if you would like, just getting that lymph moving and nourished. Then after that, everybody needs some sort of reset during the day. Maybe this can look like I'm not really that tired, but I just want to rest my brain. Not looking at your phone, you can rest, close your eyes, unwind. Maybe you need to tidy up a little bit and get dinner started. It's a great time to do that. Now we're easing into like early 
or late afternoon, early evening. Um, around 6.30 or 7, ending work on all screens. You want to go outside and watch the sunset. And after you go inside, put some full blue blockers on. You can have some like nice hot tea here. And this is a really great way to stay ahead of bedtime if like you're feeling stressed or anxious. And if anxiety is common in the evenings for you, you can add in CBD as well. I love CBD. And then as a family, every single evening after dinner, we go on a walk because this is great for kids to get that little bit of energy that's left out. It allows you to reconnect with your spouse. It allows you to get outside in natural light. It allows you to walk this, you know, watch the sunset go down. This produces good melatonin helps you regulate your nervous system and balance your blood sugar. Like I said, it will also aid in digesting your, your food post meal. So around eight or eight 30, we're turning off all our blue light. We're using red light only at night. You can unwind, take a hot bath with Epsom salts, or you can just soak your feet in warm water and magnesium through Epsom salts while you watch TV, or you can listen to a podcast or read a book. We want to tell the body it's time to start slowing down. And then after your bath, looking at supporting the lymph system, we can dry brush. You can dry brush before your bath. You can put your legs up on the wall. This is um, legs to the wall yoga pose. You can just Google this, but this helps turn off the fight or flight response at night. You can fill up your diffuser. You can turn your red light on again. You can take your sleep supplements. I love Beam Dream. Like I said, read a book. This slows the brain down or watch a good show. Whatever helps you wind down and get prepared to actually sleep. And then once you're in bed, you can close your eyes, do deep breathing, try a prayer, meditation, whatever that may be. And really, this whole day has set us up for the best night's sleep, right? I always tell people that your best sleep starts in the morning. With these habit stacking rituals and doing these things, we're regulating the nervous system, we're rewiring the brain, we're grounding, we're regulating our blood sugar through good nutrition and walking. And you can see how all these things just kind of flow into one another. And they're not something that you're adding to your to-do list, but you're integrating these rhythms into your day alongside other habits. And that's really the way I feel like whole health is achieved. It's not by stressing. It's not by feeling like you have to do 10,000 things just to reclaim whole health. It's really assessing where you're at and what can you fit in alongside other activities. I really feel that is what makes this sustainable and achievable. And it is also going to give you your life back because you're going to have better energy. You're going to have better sleep. You're going to have better digestion. You're going to have a better, more regulated nervous system. All of those things are what we're reaching for. And these are all tools in the toolbox to get us there. And we don't have to do all of these things every single day. But just the majority of the things that I've highlighted are things that you should be doing anyways, right? Hopefully you're eating and you're drinking. If you're, you know, when you approach your plate, like I said, eat a blood sugar balancing meal. When you're hydrating, add some minerals to your water. At night, if you're reaching for your phone, put it to bed and grab a book. All of these things can either be alternated or switched out or fed in alongside of your other activities. 
All right, guys, I hope you found this episode valuable. I hope you enjoyed it. I would love to hear from you directly some of the things that you are going to be integrating into your day and if they're helping you because I I know without a doubt that they're going to because I work with a lot of clients that we basically redo their whole structure of how they do their day and it changes their entire life. So thank you for spending the last 40 minutes with me. I hope this information serves you. I hope it empowers you. I hope it leads you to living a life that is more holy well. Well, friends, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the Holy Well podcast. It means the world to me that you took time out of your day to join me here. In John 10, 10, Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. My hope and prayer is that these conversations lead you toward a life that truly is more abundant. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode for a free gift I have for you for listening. And I'd love to connect more. If we're not connected on Instagram yet, you can find me at holy.well. As always, don't forget, you have what it takes to live a life that is holy well.